One of the topics we've covered the most in the club is stroke. I think this is one of the most researched conditions out there, and we can already find tons of guidance for our OT interventions. And yet, there is just still a lot we do not know. In this week's podcast, we examine a systematic review of functional electrical stimulation, or FES, for stroke recovery. And spoiler alert, the authors do make the conclusion that based on the evidence that is currently available, FES is beneficial in improving aspects of everyday activity performance after stroke. But it's important to note that this conclusion comes with a lot of qualifiers and limitations. And ultimately, this article serves as a reminder for us that in light of rapidly evolving technologies, your individual clinical reasoning is still foundational to how you should approach treating patients who've suffered strokes. So let's dive in. Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we discuss one OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and this week we are discussing the journal article, Functional Electrical Stimulation Improves Activity After Stroke, a Systematic Review with Meta-Analysis. This article comes to us from the Archives of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, and it was published in 2015. It is ranked 12th on our list of the 100 most influential OT-related articles. So before we dive into the details of this study, let's just go over a quick refresher on what functional electrical stimulation is. Functional electrical stimulation, or FES, uses electrical currents to cause muscles to contract during the performance of a functional activity. If this is not ringing any bells for you, I am going to link to a video in the OT Potential Club um, that just gives a really great illustration of how this technology can be used. And the video that I'm linking to also just really showcases the exciting direction that this technology is headed for our patients. And I really want to highlight that within this broader category of functional electrical stimulation, there is a lot of variations. Um, from the article alone, I pulled uh, many ways that this intervention can vary. First, FES can be used for chronic and acute stroke. It can be used on the upper and lower limbs. The electrical currents in FES can be either manually triggered by the therapist or the patient, or they can be mechanically triggered. The frequency and pulse of the electrical stimulation can vary, and there are a ton of FES units on the market, and these can range from $40 into the thousands upon thousands of dollars. So for this systematic review, what studies did the researchers find related to FES and stroke? The researchers found 18 studies that they identified that met their criteria. Um, notably, this criteria included that the study was a randomized or controlled trial, that it involved FES as the primary intervention, and that FES was compared to either no intervention, a placebo, or activity training alone. And I think it's important to note that there was quite a variety in these studies, um, as you can imagine based on all the variables that I just previously mentioned. But some of the highlights of what they found were 10 studies that looked at FES versus training alone, and then the rest looked at placebo to no treatment. 
Seven studies involved patients who were in the acute stage of stroke, eight involved the lower limb, and 16 had data available for meta-analysis. I also think it's important to highlight that there was quite a variety of outcome measures that were used in these different studies. I'm going to link to um, the ones that re were related to the upper limb in the OT Potential Club for you to check out. But I would definitely say that that was probably one of the limitations of this study is that they were trying to pool data for a meta-analysis from so many different outcome measures, which just kind of complicates the picture of what is going on for these patients. But overall, what were the authors' conclusions about what they saw in these research articles? Ultimately, the authors concluded that FES has a small to moderate effect on activity compared to doing nothing. And the study provides evidence that it is superior to activity training alone. However, as OTs, our aim is to make a long-lasting impact on the function of our patients. And there simply was a lack of available data on whether the gains in activity actually translated to real life function. And unfortunately, even though there was this wide variety of outcome measures used, they all focused on the activity level instead of what's more important to us in our patients, the actual participation in daily activities. So what were my personal takeaways from this research for OT practitioners? As always, these are my personal takeaways. They were not fully mentioned or teased out in the article, and they're really just meant to get your wheels turning about this research. I have three takeaways this week. My first is that you can feel confident that FES has enough early evidence to support its use. Even though this article was full of nuance and there is still much we have to learn about FES, the authors believe that this early evidence is enough to justify its use and to justify the needed resources and training to carry it out. So if you do decide to use FES as part of a comprehensive stroke care plan, you can just feel confident that there is an evidence base out there to justify that. My second takeaway is that in the case of FES and stroke care, I just don't want you to be afraid to trust your clinical judgment. Even though there is currently justifying evidence if you do use FES, we need to remember that there is still a lot we do not know. And we cannot automatically assume that FES will be the right fit for every individual who has a stroke. In our supplementary reading, we found some really helpful guidelines for FES and stroke care that were part of some larger guidelines that came out of the UK for stroke care. I'm going to share those full guidelines for you in the OT Potential Club. But basically, in a nutshell, they say to use your clinical reasoning um, when deciding to try FES and then to also use your clinical reasoning and your clinical observations uh, to make sure that it is actually helping and helping the patients achieve their goals. And finally, my last takeaway is don't get too comfy in your current FES practice. We can expect recommendations about this treatment to evolve over the next decades. For any intervention that involves technology, I just think we are going to be on a wild ride over the next couple decades. We are going to see some remarkable changes in what technology like FES has to offer. And the good news for our patients is that there is a good chance that many of these technologies will be super affordable. Even from the studies that we looked at today to some of the videos that I was seeing published online recently, there has just been a remarkable leap even in the past five years. 
So as therapists, we should definitely be standing alongside our patients, looking forward to these advances and ready to modify our practices when it makes sense to do so. Okay, that is all that I have for you today. As a reminder, the OT Potential Podcast is an extension of the OT Potential Club. The OT Potential Club is our online forum where we actually discuss this research. So I hope that if you have insights into stroke care, if you have personally used FES, or if you just have more questions, that you will hop into these forums and chime in. As always, I'm so thankful for the practitioners each week who take time to share their knowledge with us. But for now, I just want to thank you all for joining us today. And as always, I hope this podcast helps you provide great care this week.